got to know what you are. Respect the game. Respect the people that's in front of you, you know. But at the end of the day, never never discredit yourself as a player. As a defense, you just come together. What can we do to fix this and get back to being us? The baby start crying. I roll over. I'd be like, need some help. And she's like, no. And I'm back asleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pro right there. <laughs> Welcome into the lounge. The post by week, you feeling refreshed? I'm feeling very refreshed. You almost died. I didn't know. Let's give it a brief, abbreviated version. I was out in California visiting wine country, which is awesome. Had a great time in Sonoma, Napa. However, anyone that's been paying attention to the news, the fires are out there. And uh, we came dangerously close to a wildfire on the side of the road, uh, which how far? I mean, probably about 100 yards away. Not it was good. terrifying. I mean, once you saw the smoke, and it was one thing. But when we got close, we could see the smoke billowing. And then we saw the flames. And we were like, and people were, cars were coming the other direction, going driving the wrong way on the on the freeway ramp to get away from it. It was terrifying. It was terrifying. But so we, well, we got glad, our way around. I'm glad got we got here. you back. Yeah. We're glad here. we got you back, yes. buddy. For as much as I like to bust your chops, I don't want to see you burn It up. was scary. It was scary. <laughs> so fire wildfires, if you ever find yourself close, they are not anything to mess with, in and, all seriousness. And thank you to all the firefighters. Out Seriously. There. Yeah, that care. is a scary job. It is. It yeah. is. I, meanwhile, the only thing I was running away from, or running to, was my next meal in Charleston. <laughs> South Carolina. Well, that's a good place. That's a good, good, food, a good, a good place to run to uh, next your next meal. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty great. Anyway, we are back. I mean, you come back from the bye, and there ain't a bigger game than this. Going up against the defending Super Bowl champions, who, by the way, are undefeated. Who, by the way, have the least best defense. <laughs> who, by the way, have the goat Tom Brady. Yeah. So uh, this is a pretty awesome game. Really. Any, anything else, game. by the way? Uh, the best ever, in Bill Belichick. <laughs> I, I, I could probably keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're really good, but you know what? You know what? The Ravens are really good, too. I agree. And Lamar Jackson is really good. And you can tell this team is excited to have Lamar Jackson on their side in this one. It's yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I mean, beyond to be honest, I, I don't really think of it just as like, I'm, I am glad to have Lamar Jackson on our side in this game. But I think of it as bigger than that. I just think that the Ravens are a team that... Uh, respects for the Patriots too, but they're not scared of the Patriots. I think a lot of teams can go up and they face the Patriots and they build up this whole persona of who they are and it's it's rightfully built up because of all the things that you're talking about. Right. But some teams let that get the best of them. And throughout their history, whether they've won or lost, the Ravens have always played the Patriots really tough. Um, and I think it's because they don't make the game bigger than it is. Yep. And so I think that goes... While I agree with you that I think it's great to have Lamar Jackson, I want him on you know my side 10 days out of 10, I think it's bigger than just having him on the Ravens. Yeah, it is bigger than that because you know who else we have on our side? Chuck Clark. Absolutely. Our guest. Yes. And so, boom. Yes. Uh, we, are, we are excited to have Chuck Clark on, and we're going to talk with him during this. But before we do that, uh, we have some emails. We've been getting a lot of them. We got this one is from Kevin Pate. Okay. Uh, says he's another Canadian Ravens fan from Vancouver. Love the international audience, mm-hmm. and I love Canada. Quite yeah, frankly, we had a we had a Vancouver. That's uh, what he says. He said it was another one. Oh, another. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He listens. Yeah, long time listener, first time emailing. Sorry for being lazy and not getting to it sooner. Love the show. Blah 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 blah. You know, a lot of flattery stuff. <laughs> yeah, read that. It. That's my favorite part I'm of the emails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. All right. Anyway, thank you for the comments. But the question is, he's got a draft idea, which was the subject of his email. 
said, I would like to see you guys do a current team draft with the players currently on the roster, okay? Snake draft, selecting one player at a time to form the best squad. This is interesting. Obviously not a fieldable team. Like, you imagine a scrimmage pickup football game. Uh Just curious to see where you guys would rank our players right now. All the best from Canada. Kev. That's a fun idea. Basically, it's it's a fantasy football draft with only the Ravens. Yes. And it's not just fantasy football points. You're taking I the mean, whole team. Yeah. I'll get number one overall pick and I'm taking Lamar. <laughs> yeah. Why do you get number one overall pick? Because I just do. Because I uh, beat you in the most I beat you in the most drafts recently. Mock draft. Uh I, I of course trounced you in the Thanksgiving draft. Mm. Way back when. That that was one that you had no that's your worst draft of all time. <laughs> Listeners who missed the Thanksgiving draft from a couple years ago need to go back and listen to that episode. Halloween candy that, draft? The, you another total debacle we, on your part. We did a Halloween candy draft. Yeah, and, and everyone agreed that you completely failed at that one. Completely failed. Did fit. I get Reese's cups? No. Snickers? You got nothing what good. What did I get? You got apples or something bad. <laughs> you got, I mean, a caramel apple's not yeah, terrible. You got some candy corn. No, I would have never taken you candy got, corn. You candy got, corn is trash. You got candy corn or something else. It was the worst. That might have been worse than the Thanksgiving draft. <laughs> Historically bad. Um, that's a fun idea. We might have to do that at some point. You got to get something going again. Yeah. Uh, anyway, with that said, you know who I'd take? Fine, if you're taking Lamar, I'm taking Chuck Clark, number two overall. <laughs> uh, with that said, we're getting to our interview with Chuck Clark. All right, well, we have Chuck Clark, who has been probably, you and Bynes, the best surprise of the season. I don't, I don't mean to insult you. I don't mean to say it. I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah, come but, on. But still. No surprise here. <laughs> but still, Chuck, I mean, wearing the green dot, leading the defense from a communication aspect. You've been an integral player. I'm assuming you're not at all surprised, however. Nah, it's just all about embracing roles, you know, just ready to be called upon, being the next guy up, and when your time comes, you got to take advantage of it and seize it. Do you, you know, we're, we want to talk about the communication piece a little <laughs> bit because I feel like that's something that is, we talk a lot about, but it's hard to totally grasp it from a fan standpoint because we're not on the field seeing what's happening. Right. Take me through like a play. The, the call comes into your helmet. How do you go through the process of getting this out to everybody and make sure everyone's on the same page? I mean, hopefully we all in a general area, but uh, <laughs> just, you know, the call come in and, Saying it to everybody, and I mean, when we out there on the field, I'll say it, and then more people say it when we all together, so everybody knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. But if I go on a deep ball downfield, you know, I got to run back right. on the play over because I got to get back down there to let everybody else know that didn't get, you know what I'm saying? Of course, they didn't yeah. have to run downfield. So, I mean, it's not bad, though. Right. And, and how complex is a call? Like, how many words are we talking here? Uh, we got some that, that can be pretty long, and I, like, I'll have to say it. So, like, throughout the week of practice, I might say it, and it might sound like, mushed up a little bit and so I was like alright I gotta make sure I can get that out right but I mean it's not not too bad other than a few of them other than, they are pretty pretty good With without giving anything away can you give us an example uh, <laughs> <laughs> green left goose <laughs> green left goose okay. <laughs> alright yeah. that's that's a blitz call right there <laughs> that's yeah. the Chuck Clark blitz yeah, yeah. The Chuck Clark blitz <laughs> yeah. so when when they came, so after the reason you're wearing the, the green dot, in, in case fans don't know the whole story, is is Tony was wearing it. Well, Peanut was wearing it. Then Tony was wearing it. Then mm-hmm. then Tony got hurt. Um, and then you've stepped into the starting lineup. You're playing every single snap, and you are now wearing it. So when Tony gets hurt, and they come to you and they say, "We're we're thinking about having you be that guy," mm-hmm. was it just a matter of you? Like, were you all on board with that? Were you at all uncertain? Like, what was your thought at that time? Well, I knew. Um 
when the injury had happened and, you know, I was like, I started looking at the defense and the numbers. I was like, okay, definitely. I know I'm about to be starting. So it was that Monday I was looking at film and I was just thinking about it. And I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to get the mic now because I was thinking about all the people that had had it and they were out there. And I was like, definitely, I'm definitely going to get it. So, like, while I was studying film for the next game coming up, I was like, okay, just be prepared, you know. And then later on that day, Winkat ended up calling me and he was saying, how do you feel about having the mic this week and moving forward? And I was like, I had been thinking about it, so I mean, I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. And you did it in college, also, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, really? I mean, in college, you don't got microphones or whatnot, but it's more so signaling it in, and, right, and echoing it to the defense. But it's pretty much the same thing. You were the guy yeah, that was responsible yeah. for that, uh-huh, yeah. And then physically, how did you feel after your first game of playing every single snap on defense? Because I think that was the first time you'd done that in the NFL. No, no, oh. no. I had I had two stars last year. That's right. Year. That's yeah. right. When Tony, yeah, you yeah, picked so. off Mahomes, man. Yeah. Oh, I remember <laughs> that. I, was, yeah, I didn't yeah, know it was every. I didn't realize it was yeah. every snap though. Uh-huh, yeah, but, I mean, I felt good. You know, condition. Yeah. You know, of a football game, so I feel good. Nice. So I just want to talk about kind of your progression here. I mean, you come and, and there's just been great safeties here. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you kind of had to wait your turn behind Weddle and then right. and Tony, right. and you know, and then they get Earl Thomas, and it's like, mm-hmm. at any point, do you think, all right, you know, obviously you love those guys, but what am I going to get my shot? You know, yeah, I mean? yeah. I mean, as a player, those things definitely come to your mind, but you can't let them stay because. When you do, that's that's when it, it begins to mess up your game. So you always got to stay pretty even, you know what I'm saying? You can't get too high, can't get too low. You seem just, good at that. Yeah, I mean, you just, <laughs> just got <laughs> you to stay even. I mean, you got to know what you are, respect the game, respect the people that's in front of you, you know, but at the end of the day, never never discredit yourself as a player, you know, just always keep keep going hard. And like I said, when your time is called, and you know, got to step up and take full advantage. I thought it was pretty cool when Earl Thomas said that uh, when he first got here and he came in and he mm-hmm. was talking to you and I guess watching film with you and saw just how much you knew, just how right. you're such a student of the game, he was like, why did they sign me? They got you here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a lot coming from a, a player like him, you know, the career that he's had out in Seattle and to come here. So, I mean, that means a lot. But like I said, it, to, from me, it was just – that's just the player that I am that I'm going to be, you know, respecting the game, always knowing the game, got to know what you can got to do before you can even get out on the field and do it. So. Can you talk a little bit about your film study? Everybody talks about how you're the smartest guy in the room and you know everything. Yeah. How many hours do you put into it? How does that all go down? Man, I remember when I first got here, like the rookie camp, OTAs, I was just like just being a safety, you got to know everything on the defense, honestly, and all the calls and checks. So, I was just like, I can't go out there and not know this defense. So just finally being in it for three years and just, excuse me, reiterating and going over it again and again and again, it's kind of like secondhand nature, you know. It's like, it's pretty easy now. So do you not have to go home and study? Now you can go Uh, home uh, and play video games? (laughs) No, (laughs) no. Yeah, no, I definitely do study because, you know, we have things, different things come up. And your opponent, Yeah, game planning, yeah. So always, always studying, but, I mean, the – base of the defense is pretty, you know what I'm saying, it's there, so I pretty much know it. I think you're being pretty modest because you're saying you got it now, but <laughs> Marlon Humphrey, when he's talked to us, has yeah. said he remembers his rookie year and basically being like, hey, Chuck, what do I do on this play? Basically, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, trying yeah. to figure that out. No, nah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, as a safety, you got to know everything. You got to be able to help somebody out. If we out there on the fly and it, things are going, you know what I'm saying, bullets flying, you got to be able to, all right, you got this, you got that. So, that's why when I first came in, I, I would write down, like, so we had a play. It was – 
You know, we got a bunch of them. We got one play. Green Dot Goose. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah, Green Dot Goose. Uh, I'm writing down everything from what the corner's doing, what the nickel's doing, and the linebackers, you know what I'm saying? So how oh, everything's wow. flowing. Yeah, just so you know how, how things fit out and how they play out. Are you, like, a football junkie? Like, is that just kind of who you are? Have you always been that way and, like, looking at the X's and O's pieces of the game? It's crazy because I wasn't. Really? <laughs> like, it didn't start till college, honestly. But, uh, matter of fact... I said this the other, the other day in the interview. I said it didn't really start to college, but then my dad said he heard that and he was like, "No, well, you know, we we had a uh, we we got a video of you on camera. I used to play quarterback back in Pop Warner. He had me on camera in the front yard, like doing handoffs and stuff. And he was like, "So what's the six hole? What's the four hole? And all that." So <laughs> I mean, but That's really, cool. really, I didn't really get into it like how I am now until college. I say, you know, you see the game different. You're studying, and it's just a whole different level from there. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So we want to also get into obviously uh, the big game coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, what's it like for you stepping in against Tom Brady and mm-hmm. that offense and and all that 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 means? Uh, I wouldn't say because I can't put it on me, but I mean for the defense, like we got a great challenge ahead of us to go get a win. You know, we're going against a good offense. We go out there and compete and do what we got to do when the lights come on. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean. Tom Brady, I assume you echo what Lamar said today, that he's the goat of all goats. <laughs> he's the king goat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look at his track record. You know, he's been doing it for a long time. I mean, he knows where to go with the ball. He, he knows all the checks in their offense. Huh? So, I mean, you can, I mean, he's the goat, yeah. The goat of what they o- do. Odell Beckham got him some goat shoes. <laughs> I did see, see that. that? Oh, yeah, I did see you that. Got, you got any gifts for Tom? <laughs> 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 do you get uh, excited about, like, a quarterback matchup? Like, as a fan, you look at it and it's like, this is Tom Brady versus Lamar Jackson and, and those types of things. But as a player, do you get excited about the notion of going and playing Tom Brady? Definitely. Definitely. Uh, as a safety, like, you're the quarterback of the defense. So, and he's, of course, quarterback. So, quarterback versus quarterback when we're on the field. And, you know, <laughs> got to disguise, got to make the coverages, go out there and make plays and compete, you know. Yeah, talking about the film study, I mean, is is there another level to it? Does it go to another level with the Patriots because you know that they are so good at, at reading what you're trying to do? Well, we, I mean, just watching them, you you can see that they know how to break down and un, as defenses unfold, they know where to go with the ball and things like that. So, I mean, I think that you just got to do what you do at the end of the day. You can't over overdo it because when you get doing that, start doing that and get outside of your game and outside of the defense, that's when things fall apart, you know, right. when guys are trying to do more than what they're not supposed to. I'm curious from a big picture level, has it been interesting or strange to see how much the defense has changed within the last eight months? Like the guys last year who were such marquee players, obviously mm-hmm. many of them moved on, but then you had some injuries. You've had some cha- You have a guy like Josh Bynes who comes in off the street and moves into the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, LJ Fort obviously is playing a lot. Like you're in the starting lineup. There's been major cha- Marcus Peters comes in and is starting right away. <laughs> right. Like this defense is completely different from last year. Right, right. I mean, that's just the nature of the NFL, the coming and going of the league, you know, and I mean, my first two years, of course, we had a lot more firm pieces in place. But this year, it's been a lot of moving around and guys in and out. Do you feel like, you know, you guys are a prideful group on defense and you struggled early in the year, but it seems like you've kind of figured it out lately. And you just come you come off your best game against uh, Seattle and an MVP candidate, Russell Wilson. Did that talk bother and motivate you when there was criticism of how you guys were playing? I mean, always. I mean, because you, you always hear it, hear it. So, yeah. I mean, as a defense, you just come together. What can we do to fix this and get back to being us and going out there and actually doing them? I mean, because you can talk about going 
and being us, but you actually got to go out down the field and prove it. Right, that right. We can do that. Well, I think it's what's interesting too going into this game is the comparisons between our defense this year and the Patriots defense from last year, which started out not good and everybody around the league was talking about all oh, the Patriots defense is really bad, blah blah, and then they just gradually improved. They just improved, improved, keep, keep getting better over the course of the year and then you get to the playoffs of the Super Bowl and Really, is their defense that led them to that championship? Right. Purnell actually mentioned that a couple weeks ago. Is that something that you guys kind of look at and you're like, "Hey, man, we can just be we can be like they were last year." If our defense keeps improving, who knows? Yeah. I mean, we just got to roll with what we got out there and just keep going, keep communicating, and balling out, making plays, getting turnovers. So it, it's also just aside from becoming a starter in this defense been a pretty wild uh, month for you with the <laughs> yeah. birth of your daughter, yeah. which happened just before you yeah. got the starting uh-huh. job. Yep. Uh, Charlie Rain. How's yep. how's Charlie doing? She's doing good. She's, you know, sleeping, how babies sleep. She's wake doing up. the baby thing. <laughs> yeah, wake up, get milk drunk, go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Get, so you're saying she drinks milk or she gets milk drunk? Like she passes out because the milk. Oh, uh, no, nah, she, she drinks the milk and she gets milk drunk. Like, <laughs> She should be drinking it, and then as soon as you pull the bottle from her, she out. (laughs) Was it a crazy week when she's – I mean, obviously, your daughter's born. It's a crazy week. Mm -hmm. Um, But can you take us through, like, the emotion and and just how wild that week was for you? I mean, from the football point, I was just like, you know, I'm going to be starting this week. I mean, I did it before. It wasn't like it was my first time starting. So I'm just like, all right, I'm back starting. about to go out here and prove that. So from the football standpoint – it wasn't too nerve-wracking. I'm like, I'm going to be ready for that game. But from the, the birth of my daughter thing, it was, man, it was, what was it? The Thursday morning coming into Fast Friday, we had went to the doctor and got sent back home. But then while I came back to work, my wife, she told me, she was like, yeah, my mom took me up there. So then I left here. And when I went there, we, you know, she ended up coming later that Friday. So I, I was just like, oh, I got to have some rest so I'm good for the game. But right. I really wasn't worried about football. I was just worried about, all right, the baby can come, you know, can enjoy her, get a little bit of rest, and be ready to ball out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. How much sleep are you getting these days? You you getting up for the feedings in the middle of the night? Uh, How's it working out here, Chuck? Yeah, I don't want to say because she going to think I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want y'all to think bad of me, but uh, okay. So the baby start crying. I roll over. I'll be like, you need some help? And she be like, no. And then I'm back asleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pro right there. You got to offer. If you don't offer the help, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, you know, I, I will admit, I only say this because my wife doesn't listen to the podcast. Right? <laughs> There's some some cries that I'm just, I kind of hear, and I'm just like, yeah. oh. just, I don't hear that baby crying. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, that's how it is. There, uh-huh. But there is definitely a thing. The, the mom, I feel like, is just like, Program to wake at the smallest little yeah, stir. They hear, they hear everything. She make a little whimper. She's breaking her head over there, looking at. Her. I'm like, Dang, I ain't. Yeah. Uh, Legitimately, yeah. sometimes you don't actually. Hear. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's not as legitimate. I, I gotta ask you one other question, Chuck. Here before we let you go, mm. because every time I walked in the locker room, especially last year, mm. I smelled your Bengay. Mm. Pretty strong. The stuff you rub on your legs, <laughs> I would always be like, dang, Chuck Clark, oiling up again. Yeah. You are like a really icy hot king. Ba- yeah, an icy hot. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, last year, I was just, you know, kind of figuring out a routine. Okay. And that was my thing for last year. Yeah. But I ain't been doing that this year. I noticed. I haven't done it this year. So, I mean, just kind of figuring out a routine, but I don't know. 
I just liked it <laughs> at the time. I, was, I felt like every day I would go get in the hot tub and then come rub that on and go out to practice. But my routine has been a little bit different this I year. I appreciate you answering that because it was a question that's been on my mind for a long time. And I just had <laughs> Well, we would joke yeah. about it. It was like, if we're going to go interview Chuck, you know, you just got to have to be prepared for that scent. You know, that. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty nah. good. <laughs> it used to be strong like that, though. Oh, it was strong. Yeah. For real? Yeah. You didn't smell it? No, I mean you don't smell it. You it's know. just I mean it's not like a bad smell, it's just yeah. it's just strong. It's that minty smell, man, that icy hot. Uh, yeah, nah, I ain't been on it this year though. Yeah. Well, there you go. Maybe that explains, you know, you're having a career year. Get rid of the icy hot. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Well Chuck, thank you. Appreciate no problem, it, man. No problem. Thank Thanks, man. You. Thank you so much. Definitely, yeah. definitely. All right. Well, good stuff from Chuck. Uh just a really cool guy, chill dude. Uh Obviously, he's got the parenting thing down already. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's got the hacks exactly. So, uh, you know, he, it's it is crazy how big a player he has become in this defense. You think about him and Josh Bynes have really changed this defense mm-hmm. for the better, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of it I think can really be attributed kind of to. I mean, of course, on the field, but also like their personality and just like the energy they bring to the field. I think has settled the whole unit down. What? Yeah, you know they're going to be in the right spot yeah, at the yeah. right time. And and when you're playing defense, not make making mistakes was the problem early in the season. Just not making mistakes is essential. Like you heard him talk about it when he discussed the week of that he was going to be a starter and having his uh, daughter born. How he was like, I wasn't nervous about the football piece. That attitude carries onto the field when he gets out there. He's not flustered. He's not overwhelmed. Even if it's only his third start of his career and he's wearing the mic trying to communicate with everybody, like he's not overwhelmed in that atmosphere, which goes a really long way. And sometimes you need that. Like sometimes you just need to be somebody that can be a calming presence and. To your point, that's what Josh Bynes has been, um, and Chuck's been the same way. He's also playing at a high level. He's he's in the right spot. He flies around to the football. Yep. It's not like he's just it, a good. I think sometimes when you talk about a good communicator, that is like code for like not an athletic not guy making plays. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's important communicating, but he's not making any plays. I don't think that's the case with Chuck. I think that he's often, he's always been around the ball, he's like always even around in the, the preseason ball. and stuff like yeah. that. Like Chuck is always around the ball. He's always around the ball. He's in the right spot. I think he's going to pick off Tom Brady. Well, he got Patrick, like you said during the interview, so I'm saying. he got Mahomes last year. He got Mahomes, he got one MVP. Can he get the goat? I think he might be able to. Ah, that's, a, that's a sheep. <laughs> What's a goat sound? Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you just do that to Tom after you pick him off, Chuck. Yeah, that's some great trash talk. Great trash talk. Great trash talk. <laughs> Who's the goat now? <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, all right, let's get Enough of that. Let's get into another email question here. As always, you can reach us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. This one comes from Brandon, and he says, As a Ravens fan from North Carolina, Carolina, I don't get to see a lot of games. I follow on Red Zone and Sling TV uh, and go to a bar when I can. But as a fan who's kept up via social media, the Ravens app, you guys are the best. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, yeah. Uh, ESPN <laughs> and other outlets, boo. Uh, I, <laughs> I've noticed that Lamar's energy and attitude seems to be infectious. A lot of media pundits and analysts say that the best quarterbacks bring up the team around them. After Lamar's performance in Seattle, are we saying that about him? Yeah. The short answer is yes. Every and I've said this from the time that Lamar got here and moved into the starting lineup. 
He has a infectious impersonality. Uh, he impersonality or just personality? Did I say impersonality? I believe you did. Okay, infectious. <laughs> he has an infectious personality. <laughs> he everyone around the team gravitates towards him. Even like just anywhere you go around him, he can walk into a room and he brightens the spirits of that room. And everybody feels he walks out of that room and every, everyone feels like he's their friend. By the time he leaves, he has he treats people with respect. Um, he ha- he's just fun to be around, and I think that that makes a difference. On a locker room, on a team, all that. Yep. Just a very genuine guy, never disrespectful in any way. Uh, just like always kind of laughing and has a smile on his face. Like a guy who you can tell is a, a fierce competitor, uh, but a guy who just like enjoys life and it doesn't make it like this contentious thing. Like you can be a competitor and that can like make you want to battle everybody around you, mm-hmm. right? And just constantly be in competition with about a reporter's question, about a whatever. Like, that's not Lamar. Like, he can turn it off and just be a human being and, like, and then turn it on on the football field. Yeah, um, and, I th- and and some guys are uncomfortable in the spotlight and it changes who they are. I think yeah. the fact that he's been in the spotlight since he's been a really young person and he's handled it incredibly well, I think is part of the reason that he's so good at this point. As the every, All these quarterbacks have been in the spotlight. Not like him. If you're a quarterback in the NFL, you've been in the spotlight for a long time. Not like him. Not like him. He's the Heisman Trophy winner when he was 19 years old. So compare that to... Compare, compare There's that to, a lot of guys. Compare he had a lot of success at, at, a, at a very young age. Yes. Um, and so he's been on that stage. And, you know, once you're into the NFL, I agree, it's all kind of the same. But early on, he had that exposure and that success, and he's handled all of it incredibly well. He's just, he's just a likable person. That is true. And, and the competitor thing, I think, shows itself on plays. Like you had that fourth down play where he says he wants to go for it. Basically puts the team on his back, gets it, and the entire team, offense and defense, are like, this is the dude I want to ride with. Yes, exactly. There's no doubt that he has galvanized this team uh, and taken it to another level. Just like I said at the top of the pod, talking to the players about how they feel about this game against the Patriots and how great the Patriots defense has been and how great Bill Belichick is at scheming up things to take away the offense's best player. They're all like, yeah, let's see if we can take away Lamar. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we will. It'll yeah. be. I'm maybe they, he will. Bill yeah. Belichick's done it a lot. He's yeah. the best. Yeah. Uh, but I like the Ravens' chances too. Uh, all right. Another question here. This one comes from Ricky Lane. It says he has two questions. Willie Sneed used to play quarterback. Why haven't we designed a play to use his talents for <laughs> trick plays? Michelle would love this. Michelle yeah. Andres, our boss, she loves trick plays. Well, she wants a game. Just a shout out to Michelle of all trick plays. <laughs> Entirely every play is a trick play. Now. I'm down with that, but Lawrence Guy, if you, anybody watched the Browns-Patriots uh, game, Browns tried to get a little tricky, and Baker Mayfield threw it right into Lawrence Guy's face. That wasn't that tricky. It. That was just a shovel pass. It was pretty – it had guys going each way. It was you like a deception. All, you see that in high school offense every time you go up. That's a little tricky. <laughs> a little tricky. <laughs> wasn't that tricky. Lawrence Guy figured it out pretty darn quick. He practically <laughs> ate the football. Um, all right, so that's his first question. Then Ricky also asks, we know after the bye that we're probably going to see the Patriots use Mohamed Sanu in, in a few trick plays. This guy trick loves play. trick plays. Yeah. Trick play uh, Mohamed Sanu in a few trick plays against us. Do you think our defense is ready for that? We should ask Chuck. See, we should have asked this question at the beginning. Well, they've already, the, the players have been getting questions about the trick play stuff. Julian Edelman and Mohamed Sanu and their ability to well, throw. So. I'll never forget the 2014 yeah. game. That yeah. was yeah. baloney. Yeah, I know. I know. We don't need to go back to bad memories right now. But, <laughs> yeah, I think they'll be ready for that. The thing with trick plays is... They're tricky for a reason. They're a little bit unpredictable. Um, they are unexpected. And so 
you know, it's hard to completely prepare for them. The Ravens are not out there at practice spending all day working on Muhammad's new pass plays. Like, yeah. That's not what's happening. Well, let's ask uh, Josh Bynes how he feels about trick plays and, and Jalen Samuels. Jalen Samuels yeah. goes out and tries to throw a pass, and Josh Bynes picks him off yeah. like on their first drive of the yeah. game. Yeah. So, all right, you want to use trick plays some? Okay. Right. <laughs> Earl Thomas, let's see what he thinks about that. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, and, and when it comes to Willie, I mean, yeah, maybe at some point. I mean, he did it in the playoffs for the Saints – Two years yeah, ago. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Uh, Pretty fast. Th- almost had it. Yeah. A little too far. Um, wouldn't shock me if that comes at some point. Maybe after the bye, you, you scheme something up. I don't know. Um, but Willie does have the capability. Yeah. You know, and you're just... But here's the funny thing, man. Last year, when we had Lamar and Joe on the same team... Yeah, they're and, never... And you're running them out in the same play, and you're always waiting for that trick play to happen, and it just never really came. Yeah, yeah. So, so like I said... Maybe it happens, but a trick play, that's probably, you run that once a season. Yeah, exactly. Um, All right. With all that said, I do want to end on this. It's Halloween. What are you for Halloween this year, Garrett? I actually don't have a costume this year. What? Yeah. I missed the Halloween party because the one that I was, we were out of town last weekend, then the weekend before I was out of town too, so no costume. That is lame. Yeah. You don't have any kids yet. You have no excuse. I have no kids. You have yeah, no excuse. When you don't have kids, you're supposed to have a costume. No, no. When you have kids, you take your kids out and you get up. You get no, dressed you in costume. No, you don't have to get in a costume to take your kids out trick or treating. Yeah, you're part of when, the fun. Before, when you don't nah. have kids, you go to Halloween parties and you have a costume. When you yeah, have kids, I, there's no parties. You just take your kids. I know, but I miss the parties because I've been out of town, just working too hard the past few weeks. Working too hard out there in hell. Seattle. Out there in yeah. Seattle, grinding away. I didn't take the, take that trip off, so I could just sit at home and go to Halloween parties the whole time. Nobody was going to Halloween parties during that trip. Oh, yeah. That's my <laughs> Halloween party I missed. That was an early Halloween party. I missed it. Yeah. That's lame. So, no. What, what, I guess you asked a question because you want everyone to know what you're going to be? Obviously. I'm What's skele- your terrible costume? I'm a skeleton. Oh, wow. That's a really original. How'd you come up with that idea? <laughs> That's a great idea. It's so interesting. <laughs> we need to wrap what's, this up. What's the best costume you've ever had? I loved my costume last year where I was Woody from Toy Story. Because I'm a perfect Woody. That is pretty good. <laughs> I had a tiger costume back in the day when I was five years old, but I urinated in it. Wow. So I expect the same out of your skeleton. <laughs> anyway, on that note, thanks for listening. As always, you can reach us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. And get ready. Get ready, boys and ladies, ladies and gents, <laughs> for a... Beep.